0: hello future tribe welcome to episode 46 of the podcast wow we are fast approaching episode number five oh episode number 50 it's pretty exciting but um i won't get too carried away about that for the moment this episode is part two with cat uh last week's episode part one we discussed a whole bunch of things specifically about managing time and tackling big projects On this week's episode, which is the second half of my conversation with Kat, we discuss about her business coaching and how she's taken it online, the difficulty of building credibility despite being in the industry for over a decade, and then that naturally sort of goes into courses, online courses, why many people actually don't finish them. I am guilty of that as well. I have... Uh, taken part in a few and paid for a few online courses that i haven't completed myself and then we also talk about something that we've talked about with other guests that is how to price or what to price your uh, online course at and how you decide to price uh, your online course and what what sort of price you set because i've seen a few lately especially with COVID, around uh, a few different online courses going on for just five or ten dollars which to me is an interesting concept they they claim that that's because of covid and they want to make it easy and accessible but i'm not sure that five dollars will keep someone accountable at least not the same as you know spending a thousand dollars for example our conversation then shifts to why it is better to create a focused business model that targets a, a very niche market rather than a broad one again we've tapped into this and talked about this lot in the past there are a lot of benefits to niching down and you would have heard of the phrase the riches are in the niches so it's it's not new but we get into that a little bit and then we talk about why or how it is necessary for all businesses to have long-term goals as well as short-term objectives Uh, Kat gets into how she gets her clients to think long term and set goals for their business which is an important part of sort of her offering and an important part of any business's growth and trajectory you've really got to think about long term goals while also keeping in mind that you've got to win and you've got to sort of be focused short term as well there's no point being one or the other you've sort of got to be both simultaneously which is the fun part of running a business and the not so fun part depending on who you ask okay that's it from me for now let's get into this week's episode
1: Welcome to the Future Tribe podcast, where we're all about taking your future to the next level. Whether it is interviewing guests or unpacking strategies, you know we will be talking about getting things done and backing you, a fellow optimistic go-getter. And now, as always, here is your host, the formidable, fortunate, and highly favoured, Jermaine Muller.
0: Let's talk about, we've, we've alluded to it a fair bit, about what you do and your clients. So what what do do you have your you know multiple different income streams, or do you sort of have one main thing? What does that look like now for you?
1: I do have multiple income streams and they're all in the same lane. So i do what I do is I help pinpoint people's perfect businesses. I specialize in your niche because it all starts with your perfect business idea. I make sure that idea is profitable purposeful and pleasurable and i do one-on-one work with clients i also do group boot camps and masterminds and i had that ever so wanted passive income mm-hmm. with a digital course
0: right okay and when did you start all this like the, the stuff that you're doing now the multiple income streams when was that when was that sort of started not not i guess your whole business journey but this sort of journey the current journey
1: I I had my first group course last year. So I had been a business coach for 13 years, but I did it in real life. Mm -hmm. I only came online last year, 2018. I was not even a member of Facebook. I decided to open up my practice once my son started real school, not preschool. He started kindergarten and that gave me the hours free to play with my passion and, (laughs) and, Really start scaling my business online. And I came online just like anybody else, a nobody. No one knew who I was. And I had to earn my street cred online just like everybody else, despite the previous 12 years of business coaching, not full time. I took time off to be a full time mom when my son was young. So when I came online, that's what I did. I got my one on one clients just like everybody else. And then when I had enough of a turning point, I opened up my first boot camp on beta. And then I held my second boot camp in January, and I used those boot camps to refine my technique into a course and that course just came live this year in 2019 and it's been selling and it is amazing to have (laughs) notifications from strike that are in teachable that one of my courses has sold and i do want to emphasize that like i just mentioned that's 13 years down the line Mm -hmm. after having multiple group courses so that i knew the material is exactly what i walk my clients through so that people who are more self-starters or have financial issue. So they want a much more affordable way to pinpoint their perfect business idea can have that. And I wanted to make sure that they, that this process was really refined.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very smart thing to do. Um, Not just from a business point of view. And it's almost like a, see, I see, I love business. I I absolutely love it. We do marketing websites, that sort of stuff um, in my business. Um, But not everyone can afford that price tag. And what we're doing, doing—we're very soon in the next week or two, we're going to launch our new website. So by the time you're listening to this, we would have launched our new website. And what we're trying to focus on is supporting those people who are not just self-starters, but like you mentioned, the people who want to help themselves but can't really afford it. Because there is a lot out there um, to learn and to to get better at just using free resources or very affordable resources. And, and courses are wonderful. But I guess the catch with the course is that the number of people who actually go through it, um, I think statistically, it's quite disappointing. The number of people who actually finish online courses, and and funny enough, those are the same people who want to get results overnight and want to be overnight successes. But you can't even finish sort of a ten module course. It, it's um to me, it's very interesting. But tell me a little bit more about your course. Not necessarily what's included in it, but. Um, how much is it priced at, for example? And how do you, for the people thinking about starting courses, um, how do you get people to buy your course? Let's start with what, what's, what it's priced at.
1: I price my price. I price it at three hundred and ninety-seven dollars, so that it's affordable for almost everyone, and that people have to stretch and make an investment. It's a significant enough investment that they'll actually do the work. Because, like we talked about, courses do have a single digit completion rate. You have to be a self-starter. And the truth is when you put money and skin in the game, you're more likely to complete it. It's exactly why my one-on-one clients get amazing results. Not only am I helping them, but they are investing in themselves. That monetary exchange of energy is an investment in themselves and their business. Yeah.
0: It's it's something that I've struggled with because um, I think I heard, uh, was it Gary Vaynerchuk possibly, you know, say what you want about the guy, but I heard him talk about how he doesn't have an online course. Um, <laughs> Kat just indicated that she loves him. <laughs> um, but he he sort of mentioned that he doesn't believe in selling his knowledge, that um, that's why you'll never see an online course from him. And, you know, I've always thought about that as well. Um, I've, I've multiple times come very close to creating it, an creating online online course, but sort of always took a step back. Um what are your thoughts on on that sort of comment of, you know, you shouldn't really sell your knowledge in that sense because it can get outdated, it can get replaced, it's not the most current knowledge. But I guess the catch is that on the flip side, you're offering the only alternative being, you know, either doing this work for free and making no income and therefore not being sustainable or having to charge away too much to work one-on-one with people.
1: Well, Gary V is one of a kind, as we know, and his business model works really great for him. I mean, he gets paid one hundred eighty thousand dollars for a forty-five minute, you know, speaking engagement, and that's amazing, and that's his play for his Vayner media. However, for most of us, I lost track because I was like too busy thinking about Gary V. <laughs> I lost track. Thought, oh yeah, giving things away for free. So I give away a lot of free content. I encourage people not to be afraid of that because people are still going to want it personalized. Mm -hmm. So that's why I give away so much trainings on my website. I have a 45 minute training with the exact four key steps of starting a fulfilling high purpose business as a busy mom. I'm going to replace that with exactly what you need to pinpoint your perfect business idea. I have no fears of that because it's one thing to have information know what to do and it's a completely other thing to implement and know how to implement correctly. Whenever I take people through like a boot camp or a group course, it's amazing how they can have that information and still fail to implement it correctly. Or this is a huge mistake. So this is great for your audience. I see the number one mistake when you actually decide and you purchase and you're going to make it happen, whether it's a group course, one-on-one rushing through it, trying Mm to rush to the end. It does not speed you up. It actually slows you down. I do not recommend that because what happens is you go so surface on your answers and on your business. It's so surface when it's better to go slow and deep. The deeper you go, the more you can own your niche, the more money you can make and the bigger of an expert you can be in your field. So we didn't talk about this, but I got my riches from niching down. I learned at the age of 22 that the riches are truly in the niches. I niched down my successful business and I had a multiple six figure business at the age of 22. Bought my first home in expensive Los Angeles at the age of 23. So I know for a fact it's good to niche, not to be afraid of it. Instead of going really surfacy and going wide, trying to do it all, one of my clients came to me offering way too many things. She was really, really multi talented, but she was offering things from like the $47 range to the multiple couple thousand Mm -hmm. dollar range. The first thing we had to do is really go in deep to what she really enjoyed, what was going to be profitable, what was going to meet the needs of her vision that she wanted for her life and her family. We niched her down to one thing. She only helps busy service providers with Dubsado, one software program. Guess what? She spent a year and a half trying to make it on her own. She didn't get like almost barely any clients, like just low-end clients. And now she is only doing automation through one platform. She's We dubbed her the Dubsado Bestie and clients come mm-hmm. to her, referrals come well, to her. Well,
0: I just want to touch quickly on, well, first of all, n- niching down. So, so true about it, but going back to the fact that some people just rush through courses, um, I think it's almost sort of they're the same people who just rush through things that they've heard about um, that, that will help their business. Forgetting that you don't. your business doesn't propel forward and you don't propel forward because you've accomplished or achieved something. You don't move forward because you've finished a course. You move forward because you've taken that information and implemented that information and taken the time to implement it properly. And the same thing happens with, I think, anything else in life. You know, you don't Just because you rush through putting your IKEA furniture together doesn't mean it's the same result as taking your time to make sure that everything's measured out and everything's equal. You know, Um, you're going to end up on one hand with a perfect, solid, solid, rock-solid piece of furniture, and on the other hand, an IKEA piece of rubbish that will fall apart in a year. Um, It's just, I think it's so fascinating that people don't realize that it's about taking the time. It's about implementing. It's about you know putting in six months now to have 12, 24 months of success versus putting in five minutes now to just fall flat on its face. It's just about putting in the time and then niching down and understanding what you're sort of after. But let's go to the long-term vision really quickly because- Long-term vision is extremely important. Not not to get distracted by it, but to know what you're working towards. The way I put it, and um, I've talked to many, many business uh, business owners and businesses um, where they don't know their long-term vision. They don't know where they want to get to. Um, and to me, it's it's just that classic. Well, how do you know to get to the shops if you don't have a map and you don't know the roads? How do you, how do you know? Like in what world? is that achievable? Um, Let's talk about long-term visions as as a result of that. What, what, what do you, how do you sort of start to envision and start to think about long-term visions with your clients?
1: The first thing I do with my clients is to have them really spell out their one-year vision. And you would be surprised at how difficult this is for people. They usually want to talk about what they don't want instead of really grounding into what they do want. So I do one year so it does not feel as overwhelming. People later on in business, we do the five-year plan or a three-year plan. But for people new in business, I'll start with the newbies. It's one year and moving them into what they do want. And more importantly, how they're going to feel, what their day looks like, really mapping it out. So like they exactly know the roadmap of where they're going. So I do believe that that vision planning is important. I like to keep my plans personally between one and five years because I love the flexibility and freedom of being able to pivot. I believe that even if you niche down really deep, like I am and I have, that it's okay to pivot. I've helped people pivot into seven-figure businesses later on in their business when they did not enjoy parts of their business and they were fearful of releasing it because they were making so much money in it. I've helped them successfully pivot pivot into what they did most enjoy. So it's okay. You're not married to your niche. So it's important to ground into what vision you want for your life, your family, what it really looks like, how you're feeling. And I encourage my people to focus on this a minimum of five times a day. First thing upon waking up, last thing before bed. And it only takes one minute. Now, I personally use the Breathe app on my Apple Watch. When it comes up, I, for that one minute, envision what I want. For other people, they have a timer on their calendar or it could be while you're brushing Mm -hmm. your teeth. It, it doesn't matter, it's just focusing over and over again on where you want to go, releasing what you what you don't want to go. Your vision does not include anything you don't want. So it's not like I don't want to work weekends, it's not part of your vision. <laughs> your vision, I'm working three to four days yeah. a week. That's your vision. Well, I've just done this so often, and you'd be surprised at how negative people's yeah. visions are about like, I don't need to speak to any like I I don't I don't have this yeah, debt. Yeah. It's like, okay, so Yeah, so you want to really refine your vision so that when you truly feel it, it makes you feel Mm -hmm. good. And from that, that's where I think the pleasure comes in. Really, the more you feel good, the greater likelihood of success that you're going to have. And Jermaine and I keep bringing up, and it's not to bring you down, it's to give you a dose of reality that it does not happen overnight. Even the one unicorn that I know out of like thousands of people online, she worked her ass off it didn't happen overnight. She worked her, she's in her early 20s. She worked like 16 Mm -hmm. hours a day. She didn't have a family. She didn't have a dog.
0: (laughs) You've got to put in the work. And, and then even then statistically, it's sort of like saying, Oh, I know one music artist. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, one music artist that made it big, but, I'm guarantee you, you know, a hundred others who are still, you know, busking every weekend or, um, just, you know, making the same salary that you do, um, because they, they sing at events and they do small things like that. But one thing I want to touch on with, with the long-term vision is that it is really awesome to be able to think about what you want and know what you're working towards, um, and also the fact that the human brain is funny, right? It it overestimates what you can achieve in a day, um, but it actually underestimates what you can achieve in a year. So if you think about it, a, a year is you know say let's say forty working weeks um and that's that's a lot of da- that's 200 days of stuff to do but then when you think about a year i think the human brain is quick to look at a year as a short period of time well funny enough forgetting that it's 200 working days back like th- it's it's cumulative um, so when you ca- when it comes to a long-term vision even if it's even if it's one year one year is a long long period of time you can get a lot of work done um, i mean just doing some quick sort of you know, napkin mats, that's about 1600 work hours approximately for you to get stuff done. Um, and, and what sort of excuse do you have, no matter what you're working on, um, you've just got to sort of time block and, and talk and, and do those things that we've, we've talked about throughout this, this episode so that you can build out a life that lets you do what you want to do um, and forget what you don't want to do. And like like you mentioned, it's, it's again, such a funny thing where I don't want to work weekends. Um, I don't want to do things I don't want to do. Well, no, flip it around. I only want to work X amount of time. I only want to do what I enjoy. It's changing that mindset as well of understanding and, and, you know, changing that tone around what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to do. Um, Now, where can we find out more about what you do?
1: You can find me on my website at sahmentrepreneur.com. That's short for stay-at-home mom entrepreneur, sahmentrepreneur.com. And there you will find trainings on pinpointing your perfect business idea.
0: Fantastic. Um, Future Tribe, as always, we'll have that um, in the description. We'll have a link to Kat's uh, website and any social media that um, she may be on as well. Um, Let's wrap up with the top 12. Kat, are you ready?
1: I don't know about 12, but we'll see. <laughs>
0: <That's so cool. laughs> well, let's get started with uh, top three books or podcasts that you recommend.
1: Well, we do love that Gary Vee. So uh, the Gary V. comes to my mind. I like Entrepreneurs on Fire. And for a little bit more of a feminine feel, I sometimes like to listen to, oh, I'm having a like a, a brain fart. It's a money mindset course, just about bringing in feminine energy and less hustle, and less push and accepting like abundance into you. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it right now, but I can't.
0: (laughs) You you can email that through if you do remember it and we can include it in the links, links below. Um, Top three software tools that you can't live without.
1: Acuity, I love Acuity. I use it for so much scheduling. I use it to build my high end programs. I even used it on my first boot camp where I threw it together in two weeks and didn't even make a sales page for it. So Acuity is really the one thing I really can't live without. My website, but I don't, I don't even do anything for it. I outsource for that, and then I Mm -hmm. outsource for all the other technology stuff. So
0: how do you manage your? So Acuity is just how you manage your day as well. Oh no, I use. I
1: use my, I use my, my iPhone.
0: Um, Your iPhone calendar Yeah. I use
1: my iPhone calendar app or Google maps and then it dings on my watch. And I know And like when my work time is like my dedicated work time, I take that seriously, just like any other appointment. I am not late for myself. I was a little late the other day I was eating breakfast with my husband. I saw that I was five minutes late. My watch told me I was, and I'm like, I got to go. I'm late for work. Even though it was my office upstairs. Like I take yeah. my work seriously.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to, yeah. you have to, it's a, it's a concept of if you work from home, get changed, get dressed as if you're going into work. Don't rock up in your PJs because guess what? You're going to get, you're going to get the same results <laughs> as if you were asleep. <laughs> um, are there any mantras that you try and live by things that you like to tell yourself?
1: Decide on success love it and just take the first few steps and it'll just keep going it's just like exercise sometimes you don't want to do the first minute and then once you start you just it gets easier and easier so it always right? feels good at the
0: end yeah, it always, you always feels feel good. good and you're walking back to the car you're lifeless <laughs> but you're you're sweaty you're you're the worst sort of physically you've ever been in terms of how you present yourself but you feel the best inside. So love that. Um, last one, um, top three people you follow or study. I assume Gary V is one.
1: I, I, don't follow him as much as you would think. I like a coach named Lacey Sites. I like her stuff. She does something called Happy Magic, which I follow, which is about inf- infusing the happiness into your life and bringing about what you want from your life. Because what we didn't cover in this podcast is I started out in a very abusive home. So I've created a dream life for myself. And that takes energy. It takes me consciously yeah. choosing that over and over again. So I love following happy magic i like following well i do like following gary b he's great and he's always like yeah keep posting on linkedin over and over again like the algorithms don't just post every day post 500 times a day and you know what sometimes i want to <laughs> hear that i'm not into tiktok like he keeps saying
0: uh-huh yes i do
1: i do listen to him and then somebody else I follow? Like who else do I follow religiously? I follow my own inner voice. I trust myself. That That's key. That's really key. I, I say, I, if I'm not feeling trusty, I said, if I trust myself, what would I do in my business today or in my marriage or in this friendship or in this decision? So I follow myself.
0: Yeah. I think I find this a lot. I'm very good at helping other people looking in from the outside. Um, and I try to be very self-aware, but I think people inherently aren't very good at sort of looking in from the outside at themselves. Um, so being able to sort of turn around and go, hold on, if I trust myself and, you know, maybe if this was someone else, what advice would I give? What would I tell you to start working on within your business? What would I, how would I tell you to, you know, handle that argument that you had with your partner earlier today? Um I love that that is that is awesome. Um is there anything else you any any parting words before we wrap up this episode?
1: If you want success, just decide on it. No more wishing, wanting, hoping. Even part of your vision statement, erase the want. Just say it exactly like it's unfolding. I work three to four hours a day. I'm making the money that I love. I have the flexibility. I'm so joyous and happy. I spend two days a week at the beach. I'm going bike riding. You're doing it already. Just decide on the success. Take those steps. Just like Jermaine said, there's so many days in a year. Just take one step a day. Get started and you'll get there.
0: Love it. Love it. It's so funny. The number of businesses that I work with, you know, for example, an accountant who might say, we aim to make your finances easier and explain to you how you can have a better life. No, you don't aim, you do it. You're not, you're not aiming to, you don't want to, you do it. Yeah. Forget, forget this passive, you know, I want to have a better life. No, I'm working on having a better life and just do it. Just turn up and do it. Um, well, I, I, get, I get very amped up. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for your time today, Kat. Um, we'll have all the links, Future Tribe, so you can um, follow her and look up um, everything that we've talked about and get involved with some of the courses even. Um, we'll keep in touch, Kat. Thanks for turning up today and um, all the best. It's been such a pleasure.
1: Thank you for listening to the Future Tribe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on your podcast app.